Please listen carefully. Oh, I listened to the last episode of, um, what is it called? Oh my God. Put a blurb on it. <laughs> I kept wanting to say Paboy. <laughs> because that's what it looks like. Paboy. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to the last episode and there's a sentence that Ardo says. It's very funny where she's talking about yellow face, I think. And she's like, everyone and their mother has blah 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 and i was like Arno, the sentence was right fucking there oh <laughs> like i messaged her and i was like oh you couldn't say sister what are you talking about because on this fucking podcast in the last episode after we stopped the episode we're still recording steph also went why does everyone and their mother <laughs> also do that i can't remember what it was for but you also said that, and I was sitting there screaming, laughing, because we're called everyone and their sister. What's up, sisters? Welcome back to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister, the broke and jobless podcast where we rate movies, books, and TV shows because we have nothing else that we need to do with our day. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. And this week's episode, we are living in a Barbie world, babes. We are Barbie girls and churls. And we are talking about (laughs) books to read if you're excited for the Barbie movie. So we're not reviewing the Barbie movie. It technically has not come out yet. So that's not what we're talking about. But we are trying to get in the spirit of the Barbie movie. And so you have a couple of days between when this episode comes out and when the Barbie movie comes out. So here's a couple of books we think that you should plow through to really get through that excitement. Uh, Because I cannot wait for this fucking movie. So Steph, when one of our dedicated listeners, Aurora, came to us with this topic idea, what is one of the things that came to your mind? What are you talking about today? So Barbie, the first thing I thought of was a himbo. (laughs) And I hope you guys agree with me. Fully agree. Said, it has to be a himbo. And then I was like, the female interest is maybe could be a girly girl. She's maybe grumpy. Because she's on a mission, right? She's on a mission. And then this man is just along for the ride because he's just Ken. He is just yeah. along for the ride. So then... <laughs> I would like to say, I one, completely agree with you. And two, I'm not surprised at all that this is where you jump to. And then the final thing that is that he is more in love with her than she is with him. Mm, okay, mm-hmm. I support that. I eat yeah. in the trailer clip and he when he's like, Can I come over? And she's like, Why? And he's like, To hang out, and she's like, But why? So I was like, he's in love with her more. So then so then I have one, two, three, four, five, six <laughs> I had two and I was like, I need to pick between one of these two. Steph, take us on a journey, but let's keep this episode under an hour. Yeah, I'll keep it tight. I'll keep it tight. Uh I even don't know where okay, maybe I should start with so we'll start with Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies. Sorry, what? That is cr- Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies. Let me tell you something. That is currently on my TBR as like my second book up. So I'm so excited for what you're about to say. So like aesthetically, it's not a Barbie, right? But they're going to like an isolated island town. She's a professor and she's searching fairy magic. And then her, basically her ex her her coworker comes along. Who's a, who's a man. Uh, and she's kind of grumpy curmudgeon and he's happy-go-lucky. He's just Ken. He's just along. He just came along for the ride to bug her while she's busy doing her research into this small little town. And it's told through journal. So it's her journal. So you're reading her journal and that's Ooh. the story. And then, I'm not going to spoil it, but like, 
because it takes place in winter so if you're like really hot in the summer and you need like a cool refreshing dose of something of winter ice emily wilde encyclopedia for fairies by heather fawcett Ooh, maybe i'll read this while we're on our upcoming vacation then That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. Then next, I went off track. I did "Sweet Ruin" by Cresley Cole. Wow, this is of this feels like an ex- Cole. Say, this feels like an excuse to bring up Cresley Cole more than anything else. And I'll bring up Cresley Cole whenever I can. So, so this one again. This girl, her name is Josie. She's she's a goth. I'm just gonna, so like the aesthetics again aren't Barbie, but it's kind of a. She's kind of in charge. She's doing her own things. I don't even know how to describe this book. I'm trying to think of something, but it's like, you guys have none of the background information. So she is a female vampire, but she doesn't know that she's a female vampire because she was adopted when she was younger. And she's you trying- not know that you're a vampire? You can 100% not know you're a vampire. Oh my God. And so she- Was she not hungry? Uh, Yes. Steph's gonna explain. Steph's gonna explain. (laughs) So I guess I have to do the whole prologue for this to make any type of sense. Uh, So she takes care of her brother. They're kind of like homeless. They go to the library to like, they get fed by the librarian. And she gets shot in the face at like 12. Sorry, what? (laughs) She gets shot in the face at 12, dies. And then... I'm not done. And then her brother gets adopted out to the librarian woman. But because she's a vampire, she comes back to life because she <laughs> she did not die you guys are shocked she was a, so she didn't know she was a vampire no. after she came back to no life? then she she's really i'm not normal right so she's like i must be a vampire because then she i'm not gonna yes so she's a vampire <laughs> i okay we're Chris, talking about guys 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 barbie movie let's go keep going Steph. Keep bring going. us home bring it's, us home it's a crazy fun journey so then so obviously it's a romance and then this other guy rune comes in on the scene and she's like i haven't seen this guy so she's like she's basically a vigilante doing justice on her own as a vampire and this guy comes in rune and she's like he smells so great i just want to eat drink his blood (laughs) okay this story is good i swear and and he's like you can't but he's like you can't drink me because my blood is poison and it will kill you and she's like no no you smell good how does he know it's poison? Because he, he he's a type the type of uh, is he he's a bloodbane. <laughs> I know I got this. It's a wild ride. Stick with me. Uh, so any if anyone who drinks his blood will die, right? But she's like, no, no, I'm going to do it anyways. And guess what? She does because she's she does it anyways. And then they fall madly in love. And he like <laughs> it's a it's a wild journey. And I think you all should be there. <laughs> the the I, leap the leap from. Screams. Barbie more than that. I, I, also, listen, the, they're on sorry, a journey. The they're lead. having fun. She's she is hilarious. He's just like a bit of a what do you mean like an old man because he's thousands and thousands of years old, and she's basically like okay. twenty four, twenty five, whatever. Spoilers. You could read this one. You could read Sweet Ruin. Be, that could be your first uh, introduction into Chris Cole because you don't need anything. You'll see other people characters, but you could do. Don't look at me like this. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I I just again I, in that description we went from she realizes she's a vampire time goes by yeah. she meets a man who smells great who is literally like You'll, my blood will kill you yeah. she goes don't care Does suck in your blood and then the next sentence you said was they fall in love well, obviously there's some <laughs> conflict going on 
But no, she, I just, you know, but she knows it's always good to know. Always good to know. She okay, so book two, because we are, we are, there's lots. Both of you guys are not getting over Chris Nicole. I'm still shook from the last. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm waiting, because you said you, six. You said sorry, six, you and in the order of, like, things that inspired conversation, this one really, it's buried by what just happened. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, like, you should have left a good, she got shot in the face at 12 for the end, for sure. Well, that was a prologue. I had to get, what? And it's it's in the order of my continue. tabs. Okay, then the other one, we have A Rebel Bell by Rachel Hawkins. This is a YA. Oh, I've read that one. This is, like, old, old school. She's, she's a pink girly girl, and she has to protect yeah. her enemy, her arch academic nemesis she's kicking ass that's another that this one plays up the girly girl barbie aspect i think out of everything yeah. i've selected so far and then so then i have i put i'm looking at it like maybe this isn't it but i this is the i was like ninth house he, she's she's what? she's what? fixing what? stuff and he's okay here's what here's what i'm realizing was happened right because not that long before we started recording steph was like oh i haven't picked anything yet so here's what i think happened steph went into her recently reads and went what are some things i want to talk about what are some things i want to talk about and then i'll i'll see if i can make it work for barbie you really took the Barbie as anyone. Barbie can do anything Barbie? and really fucking went. Barbie, Barbie is an investigator. Barbie, Barbie can start is the a doctor. Barbie is a news anchor. Barbie is anything. A hundred percent. Um, ninth house. What's your explanation? Was, how, how, does, how does himbo work with ninth house? I was just like, I don't remember the guy's name. What's his name? Alex? No, the guy. No, Alex is the girl. The guy was something nerdy sounding. He's her knight or something. He's like kneeling by her. In the thing, I was like, he's in love with her. That's a Ken vibe. He's just there. He's just there. She's trying to save his life, but he's just in hell the whole time. He's, he's also rude as fuck. He's nothing like I, that. I don't remember him being rude. <laughs> Maybe this, this, this pick gets cut out. <laughs> no, 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 no. This pick stays in. What a, you know what? I love can't the can be rude. Can, your brain. Can can be rude. Why can't he be rude? He, remember he, I know what, you know what? I actually wouldn't disagree that he can be rude. However you want to, however you want to justify the choices that you've made, please. But I really I mean, like that. I really like Listen, the turn you've taken with I this. I just went with vibes, of, you know? I'm feeling the vibes. And, then and, and when I think, when I think Barbie, I think Night House. <laughs> you said that with your whole And chest. I did. So, and I mean, so, like. And I mean it. <laughs> Well, then, please, okay. please, there's one more. There's one more, there's and then it's like nugget. Basically, it's like a, this is playing off the the he's so in love with her, and she's just doing her own. Mm-hmm. She's on a mission, and he's just mm-hmm. there, kind of thing. This is Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. It's like did maybe you read this one? How many of what you have talked about right now were enemies to lovers? Uh, <laughs> one, two, three, four. <laughs> Five. All of the five. <laughs> except for all the one. All the one. So, sorry. Barbie and Ken, who famously are BFF, are they never been enemies? Yeah, I don't know. BFFs. I'm basing they broke this off up. the they trailer. Officially, Mattel officially broke them up in like 2011 or something, and then they got back together. Well, maybe they're enemies yeah, after they broke up with each other. I will say, I don't think a single Barbie media has ever started with two people that. Like a romance with people that didn't like each other. 
truly insane. But at the same time, this is where we are now. And I'm so, I, I, I choose to believe stuff. I really do. You found some things you wanted to talk about. And you went, I can connect this back to I was going through my list. I'm like, that fits. That feels right to me. And so I picked them up. As long as it feels right. As long as it feels right. I, someone listening right now is going to read everything you just said. I hope they do. I mean, they're all seem like great picks. (laughs) 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 I literally, while you were talking, I I just remembered got shot in the face when she was 12. She's an immortal. (laughs) I had to add in the scene, like, because I know Ninth House is a fucking fantastic pick. I liked Belle, whatever the other one was, too, that I've read as well. Emily Wilde's encyclopedia? No, Belle something. Oh, Rebel Belle. That's an old, that's a throwback. Um, I'm not going to explain Divide and Rivals because that's okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's totally fine. I had a point in it. Oh. Did you? I did have a point. Listen, every Crescent Cole is a ride. Just like a movie. Just like a Barbie movie. They're on an adventure. That's every Crescent Cole book. Someone please put me out of my misery and read all those 18 books. Oh, God. It's it's a really interesting it's a really interesting thing of like taking the Barbie vibes and going like okay romance which I get that was actually one of the places I started first and then you said all of these things that I was so on board with because like I struggled to find a romance pick because not a lot of the himbo there's not a lot of himbo representation in books and then when it is there I don't know that it's great because I like I feel like a himbo can't be an enemy to lovers a himbo has to be something else a himbo as an enemy is like he doesn't know how to be mean enough to be an enemy you know what I'm saying but it's so funny to have agreed with you so fully and then hear the six books that you picked. Ninth house. Well, so then I looked up, I was Googling, um, what, like, what's the definition of a himbo? And they're like, they're not dumb. Was it, was a line. And I was like, okay, I went with that. The defining feature is dumb, nice, strong. Like they must have those three things. They're not like stupid, but they're not, you know. They're supposed you know, to be gotta, a bit They dumb. gotta get that dumb blonde vibe. You exactly. Know? That's hard to a, find. A Thor. But it's hard because that's a hard balance to be like, I'm, you still gotta be into them even if they're dumb. It's hard. It's hard. I'm done. <laughs> that was... Oh, I'm so... I can't... What a, what a great way to segue into I know, right? Yeah, please. Tell me what you my, thought of with Barbie vibes and where you ended up with I, because what a journey we've taken already. Yeah, I will say I was thinking not so much about romance of Barbie and Ken. I think I went more focused on what is Barbie? Who is Barbie? Who is, what's her name? Barbara something? Barbara Millicent Roberts or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely Barbara. It is Barbara Roberts for sure. And I think it might be Millicent. Barbara, who is Barbara Roberts, the woman who can do anything and everything or whatever? And as we know, she's like the OG girl boss. Um, she likes to slay the day on her little tippy toes <laughs> with her little high high heels. Everyone's BFF, notably Steph. Everyone's BFF. No one's enemy. There's enemies in the real world. Single... That's where I got it from. She's a cultural icon. Woman of any job, as we know from the fucking movie posters. She, any job she wants. Um, and of course, what I focused on specifically was the weight of being the eldest sister to three younger sisters. <laughs> what a ride we've taken. <laughs> I like they were picking up on each specific I random also, thing. I know, 
picked up on very specific things. I would like to say as well, I know you're saying that in reference to whatever you've chosen because you don't have three younger sisters. But I also know (laughs) that you picked that as the eldest sibling. I I mean, she's not... In the the book that I picked, she doesn't have three sisters. It's one. But... The weight of being the eldest sister to Skipper Stacy Chelsea, aka Kelly, who we know up until our childhood was Kelly and has been renamed Chelsea, which seems crazy. Why did they rename her? I don't know. Anyway, honestly, a burden, basically. And I recognize that burden as an eldest sister. <laughs> and I'm sure that's how Barbie talks about them. Yeah, well. In, in the, one of the first lines in the Barbie Dreamhouse show is Barbie walking around being like, man, those burdens. I think think it's unfair to expect her to be this maternal figure. Where are the parents? There's no parents to be found. She's expected to be the role model to her everybody, not just her sisters. She is supposed to have all her shit together. She's supposed to have all these fucking jobs that she does. She's supposed to be studious. This is elder sister syndrome right here, and we are putting a blanket, happy, whatever happy sunshine situation on this no she's fucking tired barbie is tired and that is what i want to talk about yeah please. i want to talk about i want to talk about the trauma of it i want to talk about how she's supposed to be it's it's like all this like fear of fail what what does what does elder sister syndrome get you fear of failure (laughs) i get that feel that hardcore identity crises all the time um resentment towards maybe not just yourself but other people maybe even receiving resentment for being that role model you know we're gonna talk about all that trauma here with my book pick (laughs) okay um which is part of a i think it's a trilogy or a series it's called the bright falls trilogy by ashley herring blake um the first one is called delilah green doesn't care oh Oh, i was like i don't know these books yes i do (laughs) oh yeah you absolutely know these beautiful covers like beautiful illustrated covers um delilah green doesn't care was the first one i read obviously it's the first in the series and i do think you should read them in order because you get introduced to the characters that way and they are related delilah green is the i believe the younger stepsister of my barbie character (laughs) in the second book um, so I'll go like a little bit into detail about the first one where um, Delilah is like kind of sick of her like uptight step family or whatever. She lives in like the city or something as a photographer, but she's kind of strapped for cash and her sister is getting married in Bright Falls is a small town. Yeah, Bright Falls. And so her sister agrees to pay her to come do photography or whatever. Clearly, she's getting married, whatever. In the first one, her younger sister falls in love with her sister's best friend who is a curvy bookshop owner. It's very cute. Um, but I think we see Delilah's sister Astrid as like this like uptight person that doesn't really like, she's supposed to be perfect and she kind of doesn't have any like empathy for her sister. But that's incorrect. We are seeing the younger sister's perspective and I felt for fucking Astrid this whole time. And as you may have guessed by the end of the first book, her wedding does not go through. (laughs) Which is great because the second book is called Astrid Parker Doesn't Fail, which is 100% a Barbie book. Like, her career as an interior designer is basically where we start. Um, So at, like, the beginning, at the end of, like, the first book, we kind of find out she's been a very successful interior designer, whatever. She's been perfect. She's been great with money. All of that jazz. Her mom fucking loves her, doesn't give a shit about the stepsister, obviously. The second book, we start with her relationship is in shambles because she broke off the wedding because her fiancé was a fucking douchebag 
of course. When are they not? Uh, her career is failing. Her personal life is in shambles. She pretty much, uh, she finally sees a chance to get this new job for this in the town of Bright Falls. There's this very famous inn called the Everwood Inn, and they want to like revamp everything um, as the grandmother, I believe, is retiring who owns that thing. And she basically, this gra- this old grandma or whatever who owns the inn, she wants to retire, but she wants to get it into like a good place to pass on to the next person in line or whatever. And so Astrid's like, I'm, I'm going to do this job amazing. But she kind of fucks it up at the beginning. We also find out, okay, this interior designer person is into overusing shiplap walls, which mm-mm, mm-mm. I was against it. I was like, what is wrong with you? Um, but she kind of fucks it up in the beginning with the lead carpenter for the uh, project or whatever at the Everwood Inn. Is is the carpenter the love interest? A hundred percent. Are they also an yeah. enemy? I've I've watched Hallmark movies, baby. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it starts somewhat enemy-ish where they don't get along. However, they immediately make up for it because they have to work together anyway. So they have to be buddies. But what you find out is Jordan, the carpenter, is actually the granddaughter of the Everwood in person. <laughs> so she's kind of fucked up from the beginning, and now this person knows her real like her real life situation where she like tries to pretend to be put together, but she's fucked up in <laughs> a lot of different ways. It's a very cute love story. What you find out is that Astrid kind of hates interior design and really sucks at it. And Jordan's fantastic at it. So that's what you learn throughout the thing, which is very fun. And I felt like it wasn't really like a Barbie Ken romance so much as like, um, I mean, a Barbie and like, I guess I get, okay. I will say Jordan kind of remind me of Skipper if Skipper wasn't the sister. Cause like, you know how like initially Skipper was marketed as like this tomboyish the sister. tomboy Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. She always had overalls on or whatever. I feel like it was her. So then I was like, okay, what's a different version of her? So I was looking at some of the movies and I think um, it's in Barbie and the diamond castle or something where there was a friend of Barbie's. They were very close and they like worked really well together. Her name was Leanna. This is such a deep cut for what reason? This is so This is cut. the opposite of the amount of research that Steph did. <laughs> this I don't is, know anything about Barbie other than the trailer is, I watched. I think, I think people fucking love this couple. And I say couple like it's canon because even though they don't end up together, they're just supposed to be quote unquote friends. At the end of that movie, they ride away in the sky at the end of a rainbow. Can you say something? I feel when like you, it's the gayest thing ever. When you said the title... I was like, ah, which one is that? And then you said that part. I know which one this is. hundred percent. Yeah. I'll take it with you. The princess and the pauper also have this vibe. There is something about Barbie that feels queer. Yeah. I think it's, and I'm like, but it's meant to be queer. Um, but anyway, that, that isn't the point. I think Astrid is like supposed to be this unlikable, like very put together Barbie esque person. Um, but she's just a chronic elder sibling. Okay. She's got some problems. She's figuring them out. She's figuring out her life. And I will say, like, this book gives a very, like, positive Barbie energy, you know, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, you're working through your mental health issues, you're gonna end up with, like, a cozy happily ever after at the end, um, nobody gets shot in the face, which is really great, uh, <laughs> I think at most, maybe there might be, like, a work accident at some point, nobody gets hurt, you know, it's fine, everything's good, We don't know, and we don't have to deal with any hetero romances in this universe, which is amazing. Fair enough. <laughs> And that's my pick. I only had one because I did uh, you knew the work. I did the fucking work. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. I actually think like I do think it makes a lot of sense for this movie in particular because it does feel like I I haven't watched the full trailer, but I've seen enough clips because as we mentioned before, they're promoting it like fucking crazy. 
Um, mm-hmm. To think that, like, I it seems like probably something to pull from this movie is Barbie being in a world that's not perfect. So being allowed to be not perfect yeah. for once feels like a theme 100%. that's probably going to show up. Um, but it is very funny that you also, to a certain extent, picked an enemies to lovers romance. I don't I, know if I would call it enemies to lovers because I think they would have to be a, an actual enemy situation. There isn't. See, it's but just I, a bad n- intro and that's it. The reason that I would say that, though, is because most books currently marketed as enemies to lovers are not enemies. They're people that mildly dislike each other at first through miscommunication <laughs> and then solve even, that. They don't even mildly dislike each other at first. It's just that, like... One accidentally, Jordan accidentally spills coffee on her and she's kind of like, oh my God, I have to be ready for an interview. And so she's like very frazzled and ruder than she normally is. And then Jordan's kind of like weird, but she's hot. <laughs> and so it's like, it's very like cutesy in that way. So I don't know that I would call it enemies to lovers. I would say probably like, I don't know. I don't even know because I think at first sight, they both are somewhat interested in each other. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain yeah. it. It's definitely not enemies to lovers, though. Um, you know what? This also, this series also reminds me of so heavily, which is also one that my brain kind of kept circling for this choice, is The Brown Sisters by Talia mm-hmm. Hibbert. There is yeah. something Barbie about those books as well. Yeah. And as you were talking about this, because I've read Delilah Green. I haven't read Asher Parker. Um, it, it has that same vibe. There's something that yeah. it's like, it's hard to pinpoint the exact it's thing, like you can, but there's you a, a universe about, element of it. Yeah, like you can talk about real things and mental health issues and like shit families or whatever, but there's that almost like that safety net that these books provide where like, you know, everything will be fine at the end. Like, you know, like A, you'll get your happily it's ever after, book. but we'll deal with it in a very mature, nice way where nobody gets hurt. Yeah, the safety net of a romance book, like Steph said. Yeah, and also Barbie. But, you know, in many ways, is Barbie not the safety net of a romance book as well? Yeah. I, I mean, certainly, I don't know what safety there is in getting your face shot. That's, that's just plot. plot. That's plot to the story. That's where but, she comes yeah, from. She comes up. She's casual plot. She's got to find her way, and she does. I can't wait to see that Barbie movie where I... she just gets shot in the <laughs> I, no one said, hey, no one said it had to be a one-to-one exchange. You know what I'm I, saying? I know, but, but I, wild. I'm so shook by that point. Also, like, who shot her in the face at 12? But listen, what, listen, enemy was she listen, was a vigilante, listen. as Steph, I've right. Steph, said. Yeah, Steph took the vibe of... I, oh, sorry, the person that shot was a vigilante? I missed that. She was 12, <laughs> so the 12-year-old is a vigilante? She was playing tricks was on the mobsters or whoever drug people in the... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> she was on the streets. I said she was homeless and she was getting food from her librarian. Listen, Barbie isn't always picture perfect. There's Sorry, gonna be dark you, turns. You, you said so many things that just... It overshadowed everything you said before that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think I realized that the 12-year-old was vigilanteing. And, like, I'm sure you said that. It just didn't really click in my brain because she was shot in the face, burned what it. What were you doing at 12? <laughs> Reading this book. No. <laughs> but, you know, is Steph Barbie? No. You maybe Barbie Listen, if you, would. If you, ask you that, if you ask that main character in that book, is she a fan of Barbie? She'd say yes. And that, to me, fits. You know, again, clearly you leaned on the Barbie can do anything. Barbie can do anything. You know anything. what I mean? Barbie's a strong yes. bitch. And she knows what anything, she wants. Including... Getting shot in the face at 12 and coming back to life. And she knows what she I wants. can see the audiobook is available to Boros. Sweet Ruin? 
Oh my god. It's so Fantastic. it's just fun. It's it's happening now. I hope you enjoy it. You're going to have a great time. It's oh, just we circled right back around to Steph's pick I'm because so, it just really I was like maybe it was I'll, on my mind the whole time I, I that was talking. Honestly, honestly, it didn't even matter that you said ninth house after. I was stuck. I was so stuck. <laughs> ninth even house, going ninth even house is arguing with the well, I, I was focusing on the guy being like go. he's just Ken. He's just there. That guy's just there. I don't know his name. I can't remember. Like, even going into my pick, I was like, I don't know that I can do this. <laughs> the whole time you were talking, I was still thinking about Steph's choice. And that's crazy when arguably the most insane choice was Ninth House. But the shot in the face just, just it just, like, so... overtook everything. Barbie can do anything, okay? <laughs> Barbie. You, she can, and she can. And you know what? Somewhere out there... There's a there's some variation. I'm sure of there's a goth Barbie. Barbie too. She's not it's, called vampire. She's called something else. Goth but Barbie. Yeah. It's interesting that you didn't decide to use like Oppenheimer instead when I suggested Bar Barbenheimer essentially because I was like, oh, we could do Oppenheimer or Barbie because yeah, they're but, both about industry. Yeah, but Oppenheimer would have been boring as fuck to do as a theme. Oh, things I mean, are sad and the Steph, world sucks. We get it. Steph would have picked something that got shot in the face probably. Still. No, it would have been the other way around. No, she because... would have picked a beautiful contemporary oh, love story. Because a beautiful, happy. This book is fun. Barbie, the Barbie movie is going to be fun. We're going to have such a great time. We're going to be on this journey together. It's going to be amazing <laughs> i love all of this i love how we all to a certain extent the logic was really similar and we just ended up in very different places we all got I can't in wait. we can't all wait to hear your place yeah oh i think i realize now i've gone too traditional um <laughs> although i've probably gone a similar route to that for the most part because i will say when i initially thought of this i did also jump to romance because i think when I think of Barbie, I thought of very much optimism and that guaranteed happy ending. And so, like, romance came to me for sure. And like I said, I kind of wanted to do something. But I struggled because I feel like there's not... For all the talk about how much people love himbos, there's not great representation mm -hmm. for himbos out there. So even looking through all my past reads, I couldn't find one where I was like, this is Ken. Silly me, okay? Because I, I didn't look think of Ninth House. <laughs> and that was my mistake. <laughs> I, I was looking through my romance books going, this doesn't feel quite right. This doesn't feel quite right. Had I, had I adjusted my settings, perhaps I would have reached the same conclusion. But I, I won that. And then I really wanted to pick something that was like that sort of, because the movie has that vibe of like fish out of water, coming of age, like the whole world isn't what you thought it was. But at the end of the day, when I really was looking through my reads, I was like, oh, I know what gives me the right barbie feels of like what barbie is and what she represents which means it has to be at least a little bit queer it has to be empowering and there has to be a thread of optimism it doesn't mean everything that happens is good but it's optimistic so i think my number one choice is the graphic novel the prince and the Jess dressmaker Ooh, by jen wang Ooh, that's a good one, one. i yeah. love this book for just being like so adorable the plot behind it is that there is this prince of a kingdom who he's getting to the point where he needs to get married and so he has to start looking for a bride but he the biggest thing he's worried about about going out and finding someone is that he has a secret and his secret is that he likes to wear dresses and he likes to go out into the town cross-dressed mm -hmm. as someone else he's not necessarily i believe because it has been a while since i read this it's very much that he likes to wear dresses 
not that there is a gender play there. It's just that he thinks dresses are very pretty and he loves them. And that also to me is such a Barbie thing, like fashion Mm -hmm. and the idea of like dressing for yourself and like all the little, especially when you're a kid, like the big thing with Barbies is how much you can wreck them, but also all the little outfits you can put them in. So like this felt really appropriate. Um, And the interest is this woman who is a dressmaker who comes Mm -hmm. to the castle, I believe, She's like, I can't even remember what her actual job is, but she ends up like repairing dresses for some of the women that are there to marry him. Yeah, she's a seamstress. Um, But in that, she discovers his secret and she offers to make dresses for him. And it's just this very beautiful story of him embracing his love of dresses and her making them for him. And they just have like a very cute little... Sweet. It's very, very sweet, very, very thing. Yeah. I really like it. I think it has a nice Barbie vibe, but I will say this is Barbie outside of this movie. I think this is a Barbie pick regardless um, of this movie coming out. Yeah, I, I would say like out of all of ours, yours is absolutely the most traditional Barbie. Like yeah. if, I mean, out of all our picks, if they had to become a Barbie movie, this would be the like, one. Not not Sweet Ruin. <laughs> no, not Sweet Ruin. Sweet Ruin this forever. Be, well, also because this one reminded me, it had the same vibes for me of like what Princess and the Popper Barbie movie does yeah. as someone who like watched that. So I really like this. I think it's very cute. I highly recommend everyone read it. Also, it's a graphic novel. It's young adult. It takes fucking 30 minutes to read. Yeah. Like it's so short, um, mm-hmm. but highly recommend it. Also, this is one of those books that like as a print copy, She's beautiful. She's stunning. Highly reco. Um, I will talk about some of my other picks, I think, or at least one of my other picks that was like a little bit more non-traditional, just to show that like, Jesus Christ, y'all, at least was also looking in some of these areas. And one of the things that came to me immediately was also that idea of like, Barbie is anyone and can do anything, um, but still with that thread of optimism. And one of the things I thought about was the celebrity bio memoir by Judy Greer, I Don't Know What You Know Me From. Yeah. So if you don't know who Judy Greer is, she How is the blonde best friend in like 80 romantic comedies. 13 going and I think, on 30. 27 oh, but dresses. The, but the villain in 13 going on 30 for sure. Yeah. Um, and I will say where other people know her from, if you don't know her from rom-coms, is that she's in Arrested Development as Kitty, the assistant that is constantly flashing her boobs at... Uh, <laughs> one, uh, one of them. I can't even remember which one. I think maybe all of them. She's just always out there with her top up. And this is actually, I went on a binge a couple years back where I was just reading a ton of celebrity bios and I kind of really liked this one. I still think like, do you have to go out and read this book? No, but it's an interesting perspective from somebody who has almost never been in the lead role, but even from her book is like, and that's cool. I love being the best friend. I get to step in these movies and I get to play any character of any job. I'm there to be supportive. I'm there to be funny. I get the best lines. And no, I'm not the lead, but like, I'm happy with my career and I like being a co-star. And so sometimes when people come up to her and they're like, oh, what do I know you from? And she has to be like, I don't fucking know. I've been in hundreds (laughs) of fucking movies. A lot of them were really popular. Um, But also people being like, oh, why aren't you the lead? Or like, I I think she got a lot of things where people thought she would be uglier in person. Oh my God. Because she plays a lot of side characters that are not necessarily like conventionally attractive and so she has to be she has to be like thanks really appreciate that but she just in general has like a very optimistic outlook in this biopic she's very like she seems to genuinely be very happy with her life and 
be like a very strong person that appreciates where she is. And I think that comes out in the book. And so this also kind of gave me Barbie vibes of like, yes, Barbie is like the titular main character, but Barbie has a massive cast of people that are not. And they're not necessarily Mm. upset by not being Barbie. You can love Barbie, but not want to be her. And I think that's a little bit. wants to be the elder sister. (laughs) Again, not necessarily the vibe, but yeah. (laughs) Um, So I would actually, I I think this was like, if you know of Judy Greer and you're interested in this kind of stuff, this is a solid book. You don't have to go out and read it. But if you look at the cover as well, I think it's also very Barbie because she has like the beach waves. She's in like a red evening gown. So everything about it feels a little bit Barbie-esque too. Be so freeing to be the supporting character because like the big box office is not on your shoulders it's on someone yeah and like she's popular enough and knows enough people and has been enough movies that like she's booked and busy judy greer continues to be in movies and tv shows but she never has to be like i don't know she never has to be the main one and she (laughs) yeah largely she loves it at least from the book she's like very happy with her life and I think part of this was also being like, it's cool to not be the main character. Uh, Not everybody needs to be the most famous person in the room. Beautiful. We covered so many genres. We covered so many. I didn't anticipate the road that we went on. I can't, I almost feel like I should have gone first because I feel like we ended too, we ended up too much in the dream house. And there were so many more roads we could have taken. Well, no, people were screaming at me at the beginning and then they've calmed down. Now they're agreeing with you. Sorry, y'all. Maybe maybe what I picked got deleted. We'll see what happens no. in edits. Oh, no, it's staying <laughs> Nothing, yeah, nothing you picked gets deleted. And also, like, to be fair, uh, to, you are correct. The point of Barbie is she can be anything. The reason why, like, Barbie is... Yes, Barbie has problematic elements in its, like, design and the people who made it. But the thing that makes Barbie persist and makes this movie so exciting to see is that, like, at the end of the day... Barbie can be anything. She is the place where our brain goes to be creative when we're learning how to do that. So, like, this is where Steph's brain went. Yeah, and they do it in stylish outfits. Dark romance. It's not dark romance. It's fun. You're going to laugh. I hope you both read this. Sweet sweet Ruin, I know you guys are, you're not getting back from that, but I hope you both read it. And you let me know. I mean, I borrowed it, so I guess it's going to happen for me. Can't wait to I can't wait. I can't wait for read-along. 21 days and eight hours from now when Nat is listening to that audiobook on three times speed before it comes. It has to go back to the library. <laughs> can't wait for this movie. I don't think we're going to do a review on the movie because everyone and their sister will be. So this everyone and their sister will probably just talk about it in other episodes. Uh, but we can't wait to see it. And And if you read these books anything that we've mentioned today maybe you heard what steph picked and it spoke to you as like that's the barbie vibe which there are people out there that it will because steph got there so someone else will too let us know what you read let us know what you feel do you have something else that you think is a barbie vibe because i couldn't quite find anything that fit what i wanted which again was that like fish out of water the whole world that you thought you knew is fake almost like truman show but with like a fun positive vibe and not something deeply depressing I couldn't find that, but if you know of it, please let us know at Instagram, uh, at EatsCast, or through email, everyone and their sister at gmail.com. I think you can actually reply to us through Spotify directly if you're listening to us on that. There's like a Q&A platform that we put some stuff in. Drop us a whatever the voice note is now. I forget what it's called. It's not Anchor anymore. It's <laughs> something else. 
let us know what your thoughts on this because um, we want to know how you're feeling about what is getting you excited about the Barbie movie and what are you reading that feels like it's got the right vibes. And that's everything from us. Bye. 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 The f- idea that the vibes of Ninth House and the vibes of the Barbie movie are the well, things thinking, that are like, similar. Her friendship with the and girl not, like, who like she... bathes her in goat milk. I'm like, those are like friend vibes. <laughs> She's they're on a mission helping each other out. 